0: joining me. I'm really really appreciative that you're doing this. Um, I'm excited to hear more about the stuff you've been working on. So first, tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: I'm Zach and I moved here about 14 years ago from the UK and I've just been living in Houston since and I work and I eat and I sleep and that's all I do.
0: Can you take care of your really cool dog? I have a dog. Yeah. I've learned a lot about you lately that you're super into comics, which I didn't really know when I first met you. So can you tell me like how that got started and how you got started like reading and collecting?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, So when I was really, really young, obviously you're into like superheroes and stuff. And I would guess that's kind of it. And my uncle was also very much into it, still is very much into it. And then my friends... I had a friend whose older brother had a bunch of comics just laying around and we would just read those. And then I kinda of got out of it when I moved because I lost everything and I kind of took the enthusiasm out of it. And then sort of towards the end of my teens, around the you know, early twenties, I got back into it again. And, you know, disposable income all goes there now.
0: That's a good point. Yeah, it's nice to have money. You can like enjoy your passions again. Yeah. Was there a comic that you picked up once you got started reading them again? Was there like a first one that you jumped into? Um, the Walking
1: Dead got me back into it.
0: Oh, okay. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, like,
0: when um, the TV show came out, or did you pick it up? And then- uh,
1: a little while after the show came out. I'm trying to think. Cause I did watch it when it came out, but then I didn't really get into it for a couple of years. And then I got into it and I was like, oh, that's cool. I used to like comic books, and that's a comic book, so I'll try doing that. And it would come out once a month, so I'd be going to the comic shop every month, and eventually it turned into seeing something else and seeing something else on the shelves.
0: Is it still coming out? Do you know? Uh
1: No, it just... The the comic just ended last year after okay. 193 issues. Oh,
0: my gosh. Yeah, Plus, I remember. It. I was like, they were still making them for a long time. And so... Now this has evolved into you being a published comic writer. Is that the right, right. term? Sorry. Is it comics I, I, or graphic novels or what do you prefer?
1: Yeah, it's it's comics. It's all comics. If there's pictures and words, it's comics.
0: Okay. So yeah, now you're a published comic writer. Tell me a little bit about working on Finding Frank.
1: Um, it was something I thought of like two years ago before I'd ever really written anything. I'd written, I used to write songs and stuff when I was a kid. Oh, really? Like a kid, like 10 or 11 years old. And it kind of developed through that. I was like, well, I guess I can write. I can't draw. I used to be able to draw. And, uh, my, that like plateaued once I turned about eight. Like I still have an eight year old's drawing ability and not a good eight year old's. But, uh, yeah, so I kept writing and stuff. And it just started out as an idea. And I just wrote scribbly notes in a notebook and then ended up developing another story that I wrote a bunch of. And I thought, well, this is kind of a, huge huge story so let me try something smaller smaller scale compact and that's what this is so maybe about six or seven months ago really started putting the pen down and really writing on it and organizing it and structuring it and, and doing all that and it turned into this i looked on the online to find someone who could draw and it worked out well
0: that is so awesome I'm really yeah. proud of you. I think it's Yeah, so I'm
1: excited. <laughs>
0: yeah. And so I wanted to know, like, kind of about the process of the writing and the drawing and all of the back and forth. Was there any challenges or any, like, unexpected surprises, good or bad, that you came across? Um,
1: nothing surprising, because, like, I, I, I'm pretty familiar with the industry and the, and the back, the ins and outs. But what I did find was trying to fit it into, like, a 22-page or a 24-page story and making it actually feel like a story in those 24 pages or 22 pages that can be kind of tough because it's spread out you know the whole story takes place over like over 100 pages but you've got to make each individual issue feel like its own story too that you're not missing out if you didn't get this one or that one or the next one or the one before it because that's what a lot of mainstream comics do these days and and you know you 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 get issue 16 you're gonna have to get issue one through fifteen to figure out what's going on,
0: yeah. And you're gonna have
1: to get issue seventeen onwards to figure out how it ends, and that's that's kind of a bummer because four bucks a month or four bucks every two weeks or however often they come out is a bit much.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure, it adds up.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So, can, why is there a page limit? You said twenty It's um, just
1: like the standard uh, comic issue is about 22 pages it it changes you know from publisher to publisher and even story to story they're not all 22 pages 24 pages Mm -hmm. but that seems to be the standard and I didn't want some funky number to like 37 pages or something ridiculous like that I feel like it's uh it's easy to digest in that 20 pages yeah
0: Hmm. I like that it's kind of short and sweet but I'm excited to read it. I haven't gotten my copy yet, but I know it's coming. (laughs) I know it's coming. So you said you found an artist online to collaborate with. Right. How was that artistic process online? Like, Um, did you like it virtually?
1: Yeah, so it's it's totally online. Like, we haven't met in person ever. So I was a little, I I found that a little strange at first, but we got on quick enough. We didn't get too personal about it. We just got down to business. Um, so how it works is, uh, I'll typically when I'm, when I'm writing an issue, it'll be, well, really the whole story. I'll just write outlines, like key points that'll happen. And then I'll make it a little more specific and a little more specific and fill in the details and then sort of divide it by how it should, it would flow. And then the dialogue is the last thing that goes in. Um, you know, should be able to tell the story without the dialogue, which kind of makes me feel. Insignificant, but (laughs) yeah, you you should be able to read the story without the dialogue, and the dialogue should just enhance what you're looking at. So, dialogue is the last thing that goes in.
0: So, did you have like a lot of say on how the art would come out?
1: Yeah. Um, so I would just, I would typically write a page by page, what happens on the page, each page, and then panel by panel. Like, um, some of them I'm not too strict on. Some of them are pretty loose with, like uh, just do this on this page and however many panels. But sometimes I'll be like, all right, this is going to be seven panels, six panels. Panel one, you're going to have your person facing three quarters that way to the left. It it can get very specific.
0: Yeah. I'd Um, love to see some of those like sketches or maps or anything like that. If you have them, send me a photo. I will. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds cool. I got a,
1: got a whole mess of stuff. On this table,
0: and so would your artist hand draw these panels, or did he do them online? Like, yeah, so software?
1: he would um, sketch it on paper with a pencil, and just do like a really rough sketch, and be like, "Is this what you're looking for? You know, is this the right angle? Is this person in the right place? Is that the right facial expression? Is this even the right person?" And um, once he's done that, he uses something to scan them in, and then he inks it inks digitally on um, a, a tablet, I guess. I'm not sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's such an interesting process. And I like how collaborative it was.
1: Yeah. So the um, the mainstream, like uh, Marvel and DC, mm-hmm. they'll typically have a writer. And I'm not sure how they script. You know, everyone scripts differently. You can have a writer, penciler, who will do the layouts and the, the sketching. And then an inker would be a separate person who will do the fine, you know, actually make it look good. <laughs> and then you'll have a colorer, someone will color it in. And then you'll have a letterer, someone that will put the letters on the page. Uh, you, you can have four or five people working on one page of a comic book.
0: Oh.
1: And that just, that, that seems like a lot. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's I don't think I'd be able to,
1: yeah, too many, too many, um, Too much communication. Mm -hmm.
0: So I wanted to kind of transition away from finding Frank for a minute. Thank you for telling me about how it came to be. But you were just kind of talking about Marvel and DC. And I wanted to go into that a little bit. Is there anything happening in the comic industry that you've seen where they're using... Technology in an interesting way.
1: Yeah, I'd say, I'd say most of the artists these days is like almost 100% digital. A lot of the art is, is digital. Of course, there's still plenty of people that still use pencil and all that. Every single issue of everything through Marvel and DC gets published online also. Um, yeah, they're, they're like a hundred, everything gets published digitally. I just, I have trouble reading digitally. A lot of people do. Read them online on tablets or laptop or phone or whatever, but I just I much prefer the physical thing. There's just something to it—the paper stock and, and just how it's printed. It just there's a, there's a lot more to the comic than the actual story in the comic itself. It's it's I find the physical aspect of it pretty pretty enticing.
0: Mm-hmm. Your comic room is a testament to that for sure. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of physical. Uh... <laughs> Definitely. a lot of paper in there yeah fire hazard. it'll
0: <laughs> we'll be fine i'm sure um <laughs> uh, are the digitally published versions free and accessible or are they also for purchase no they're
1: pay you gotta pay for them i believe they're cheaper than the physical editions though but i don't know hmm. and then they do have like subscription services uh like DC and marvel each have their own um not sure what DCs is called, but Marvel is Marvel Unlimited, which is an app, and you just pay a monthly fee and you get access to everything. Their backlog, their upcoming stuff. I think it takes a few months for a new issue to come on for that app, but
0: uh, everything has an app now.
1: It's everything that
0: works.
1: I'm on an app. I'm on Zoom app.
0: It's true. Yeah. This podcast made possible by an app. Thank you, app. <laughs> so back in the day, I'm going to back up a minute. You were talking about how, like, all of the art now for these big companies are done digitally. If you were to pick up, like, a first edition Superman or something, is that hand drawn? Like, if you go and, like, buy, you know, I'm sure these are very expensive, but is it, like, hand drawn art in those companies?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, they didn't have computers in the 60s and 50s and stuff. Just hand drawn, and you scan them mm-hmm. and you print them 500. that
0: white or the color?
1: They're color. There's a lot of black and white comics too, um, but DC and Marvel have almost always been in color since since they started. I mean, the first issue of Spider-Man, the first issue of Action Comics, the first—they're all in color.
0: I remember you were telling me you were trying to learn Photoshop. How did that go?
1: Right, that was tough because um, I'm not good with technology. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um,
1: but I learned a couple things, like uh, the reason I was learning Photoshop and Adobe Illustrator was to help edit put the, the letters on the page of the comic book mm. and i just about got it i'm still planning to learn but i've I've got the basics <laughs> technology plays a big
0: part it's tricky i mean i use photoshop all the time and i'm still learning new tricks so yeah i know you used to go to comic con or the variation they have here i forget what it's called
1: comic palooza they're all comic cons
0: yeah. So, how has that been handled during COVID? Are they they canceled
1: it very early? Just canceled uh, it completely. Yeah. They they I'd bought my ticket in advance, and they issued a refund pretty quickly. And uh, they hadn't even announced all the guests yet when they canceled it. And they could have left it to later, but it would have had to been canceled anyway because things just got worse. Comic Con San Diego, which is the huge one. Um, they postponed and they're looking to do it. I think in November, December, I don't know if that's still the case, but I don't, that's not a good move. (laughs) I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't go anyway, guests, guests. and
0: uh, Yeah. Especially in California. I know they're taking it pretty seriously still. Is there any sort of like virtual artist talks or anything? I know you follow. Yeah. Um, There's
1: a lot more. I don't don't know. all, All the comic personalities are pretty, most of them have got a pretty good online presence anyway, so they're 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 hip to all that uh d c did a whole like d c exclusive fandom event, which was pretty cool. It seemed to be mostly for their um movies and shows and stuff as opposed to comic books, but there was a lot of comic book stuff involved. I don't know I think they did that twice two two separate weekends, but I just go on YouTube the next day and look at the good stuff. <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Interesting. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of that kind of in my space of like art and everything, virtual programs and things like that. Right. Yeah. You kind of I had another question about like comics taking on digital presence, but you kind of answered that with the app. I didn't really know you could do that. It makes sense, though. With yeah, like, the absolutely. All of that. Yeah. I do have one kind of outside scope question. Where do like animated shows and things like that fall into comics? Are those the same? Or are they different? And how are they different?
1: I mean, yeah, there's a lot of overlap. And again, it's a lot more done digitally now than it than it used to be and it'll continue to be so. But there there is a lot of overlap and you know, I, I love cartoons and stuff. Animation is great. It's amazing. But there is a lot less there's a there's a lot less hand drawn elements now than there was and I can't fault them for that because I think it was Akira was a good example because they hand drew a lot of that. Like I think the whole thing and that's averages something like 24 panels per second. And that's just ungodly man hours to assemble that. And they did it old school too, even though it was fairly, it was in the past 30 years, but fairly modern. Um, But they used a lot of old school methods on that. It looks amazing and you can totally appreciate. All the effort, but I don't see stuff being done like that anymore. Like I can't fault it; it's it's totally understandable.
0: I wonder how many artists take place in making that happen. I mean, it can't just be one guy.
1: I I I can send you a video. Okay. (laughs) You'll see, like the you'll see the room, and it's just packed with people, just head down, going at it. It's amazing. But
0: can you tell differences between hands or not really?
1: Um, no, I wouldn't say so. So some parts sometimes they look smoother than others, but you can't say it's because of this or that, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, I have one final question. What's next for Frank?
1: Uh, issue two in probably three or four months. I hope it'll be less, but that seems like a more reasonable time frame because I'm working on another project. Also, starting probably starting November first, I'll be starting on that, but I'll, that won't be released for a while. That's a that's a heavy undertaking. <laughs>
0: Can you tell
1: me about it or no uh yeah it's um it's gonna be around five issues again, but it's gonna be a lot more dialogue heavy and it's probably gonna be in color, and that's about as much as I'm ready to uh expose <laughs> it's gonna be in color uh,
0: I like
1: the secret yeah frank frank's black and white, so it's quicker and easier to an extent you know there's gray gray shade gray scale and shading and all that, but
0: mm-hmm. it's a
1: lot easier than. Shading twenty different colors on a page.
0: I'm sure that takes a really long time. Are you? I'm, learning? I'm still.
1: I'm not learning anything except for that Adobe things Illustrator.
0: Illustrator,
1: Photoshop, right? Photoshop and Illustrator is where I'm learning, and I can edit and stuff on those. But I still don't have the artistic capability.
0: Tell me about Illustrator. Like I don't really know how to use it, so I tried. And um, I- um,
1: the most use I get out of it is like reformatting right now, um, and setting things to a, a DPI. <laughs> And stuff like that, because the, the the physical printing needs a, s- a certain amount of pixels per image, so that it doesn't come out or per inch, so it doesn't come out looking all blurry or pixely or anything.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's going to be printed on a, on a on a standard comic book size, which is about ten and a half inches by six six and a half maybe. Mm-hmm. So you know, when my screen is small, it looks fine. It looks great. And mm-hmm. when I zoom in on the screen, it looks fine. It looks great, but that might not translate to a physical print out. And that's something I had to learn. And I, I was able to adjust with Illustrator, which was easy enough. Actually, it's pretty, pretty intuitive. Cool. Yeah. If I can do it, anyone can do it.
0: I don't like that saying. I feel like it <laughs> it's degrades your de-
1: self-deprecating.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> absolutely.
0: Own it. You learned something new and you created this really cool comic.
1: If I can do it, nobody else can do it.
0: (laughs) You're the only one. Tell Uh, me about the print process really quick. How does that go? So they proof it?
1: Yeah, so you you don't have to get a proof because it does take longer, but I'm very particular about how I want it to feel. I don't want just any old paper uh, and laminate and satin and matte and and paper stock and all that Mm -hmm. nonsense. So I got a free sample pack from Mixum is is the company I'm, I chose. I found them through someone else who printed a comic and they, they, yeah, they sent me a pack with different examples of what they have and how the papers feel. And they have it written down. What, what I'm holding, like 80, 80 pound or, or 70 or satin or matte or, or uncoated paper. I wanted to do uncoated paper for the longest time. But then I learned that the ink is more likely to bleed a bit and won't look as sharp, which sometimes that's okay. But with this, it's all very heavy black ink, very heavy black ink. So I feel like that might have bled out more. So I decided to go with a satin finish, which is supposed to keep it tight, keep a sharp line. So uh, I'll find out if that's the case in about a week. (laughs)
0: That's why you do the proof, right yeah. It helps yeah. that's why I did
1: the proof. I didn't want to end up with fifty copies of something and be like, mm, you know what could have changed that yeah so I'll end up with one copy and I can see what I can change
0: I'm so excited to see it
1: me too. I'm so excited for everyone else to see it and I I just I wish it didn't, everything didn't I wish everything was just like that, but I feel like the patience that I've had with it, I've worked on it for a very long time. I feel like the patience will pay off. If I rushed it, I'd probably still think it's cool, but maybe not as good as it can be. I'll never think it's as good as it can be. You know, I could, I could spend this editing process for another six months, but I want to get it out there.
0: It's important to just share it. I mean, I think a lot of artists struggle with that. It's just, it's never going to be perfect. How do you know when a piece is done?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Just, uh, you know, do, do your bit, but don't overthink it. Don't get too meticulous. I do have a tendency to do that. For sure.
0: I'll try
1: not to. I'll try not to. It's fun.
0: That was fun. Thank you. That was very fun. Yeah, great. Well, thank you. Yeah, for sure.